Well, hello everybody. Hi. And welcome to the Worship Ministry Catalyst Podcast. We're here. We are here chilling in my office. It is a cool afternoon, it's rainy. cool October. Typical Northwest day in the any time nah. that's not in the summer. It's nice though. I mean, it was raining and now it's kind of sunny. Oh yeah, it is sunny, isn't it? Yes. From my perspective, it's still cloudy because I'm not looking out the window. No, but I am. <laughs> I'm looking right out the window. But it's 59 degrees, 56 degrees actually. Outside. Yeah. So. Yeah, not in here though. It's like it's like 70, yeah, 72 like or se- 73 in no, here. No, it's like 76 in here. Is it? Gosh, it's warm. Yeah, my office is always hot because of this computer that's called a Mac. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. It's, it's like a friggin' furnace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? what's bad about it is that the thermostat for all the offices on this hall is, set. is in my office. Yeah. And so so it's always 76 and the air conditioning is always coming on for my office. But the other offices are, are, freezing. are never at 76 and it's like probably 60 yeah. something degrees. So they, got, they, all, they all got like space heaters <laughs> in <they there>. do. <laughs> Like They do. Like Dwayne down the hall, he's got a space heater in his Poor office guy. because it's too cold. But, you know, if Dwayne I keep it up, it's just going to keep getting hotter and hotter and hotter in here until it's like 85 degrees. And Unbelievable. I have to wear even less clothing. Yeah. <laughs> I already wear shorts all year round because it's summer in my office all year. <laughs> That's great. But, it, it, you know, it reminds me of uh, at Multnomah when I was living in the dorms. Um, did Did you ever live in the dorms at Mult? No, you were nope. you were in the How. I was the Aslan's How. Yep. That's a, that's a story in of in a in and of itself. Yeah. <laughs> we won't anyway, go there. Anyway, yeah, we won't we won't <laughs> go there today or ever. But. Yeah. So when I'm at Multnomah in the dorm, same situation. And the entire corner or the entire wing of dorms is all regulated by one thermostat in one room. That's smart. And it just drove me crazy because because the, the guys that were in the room, uh, Matt Hadley and Kevin Lewis. I don't know if you remember those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they, they would always sleep with the windows open. Um, they like, and not just open. They had both windows open and fans going all the time because they both like sleeping, you know, nice and cold. Me, mm-hmm. I, I I get really cold at night. I like sleeping, you know, um, or no, sorry, opposite. Uh, I I like sleeping. I like sleeping at a at a mild temperature. Here's the problem though: the heat would always be going, like all like constantly going until it got so stuffy that I would have to end up opening my window. Just, just to regulate some some airflow, and it was never enough. And by the time morning rolled around, I got I felt like I was in a sauna, you know, like <laughs> like I, I swear, wallpaper was peeling off the walls, you know, like books were turning yellow, <laughs> pages were all like crumbling up. I mean, it was it was horrific. Well, I don't know if this is a true story. The guy that told me the story swears it's true because oh. he swears he's one of the ones that did it. Okay. But um, I'm I'm already skeptical. <laughs> yeah, I'm I was, I'm still skeptical. But he swears, and he's a very respectable guy. You know, okay. I would I would really believe him if he says it's true. I I would have no other reason to question anything else that he says. So <laughs> I, I have no reason not to believe you. So it's, it's hard not to believe him on this. But um, when he was in college, he lived in a dorm, and the bathroom was at the end of the dorm, and there were two windows in the bathroom. There was one on on like the east side and one on like the north side and so so they could open up both windows and get a flow of air of cold air so this was in indiana 
you know, it gets really cold in Indiana in the winter. There are times, you know, when it can get down well below zero, right? Oh, yeah. And so, oh, yeah. so it's the bathroom that had a bunch of showers in there. They they turned all the showers on to the hottest setting, so it filled up with steam. And then they opened the windows and left it like that. And supposedly... Oh, wait, 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 let me guess. There was like a thundercloud, right? No. No? Okay. Snow. Snow! <laughs> because they say it filled up with a whole bunch of snow. Be, because the hot air and the cold air collided and it caused... Somehow the moisture in the air, when it, when the cold air came oh. in and filled it up to below freezing air in that room, okay, I, it turned all the moisture into snow. I, I guess I could see how that might be possible. You get a lot of moisture in a room, you bring in a sudden burst of cold temperature, that cold temperature turns the moisture into snow. Boy, highly, highly doubtful. It but is, isn't it? Isn't it hard yeah, to believe? Yeah, it, it's, it's highly suspicious. Um, but, but think of, like, the most honest guy you know, <laughs> and think of him telling you this story and trying to <laughs> to not believe it. It's hard. You're like, I, I want to believe you. I have no reason not to, but this is so improbable. Yeah, so. Uh, it's one of those tall tales. Yeah, anyway. Uh, we're Worship Ministry Catalyst. Oh, yeah, that's Worship right. Ministry Catalyst Network is a networking resource, resource for all worship leaders and, and worship, worship team, team members, members serving as a catalyst to facilitate better worship in the local church. Praise My name's David. God. My name's Kevin, not God. My, <laughs> that's funny because right, right when yeah. you finished saying David, I said praise God and made it sound like... My name's David God. Yeah, we might have to find a new host. Oh, dearie. Uh, dearie. But anyway, you know, I hope you enjoyed our last discussion on choir. Kevin and I kept talking about choirs we afterwards. Did. We probably could keep talking about it for hours and hours on end. But uh, anyway, if it's you didn't a, listen to topic. it, go it's... back and listen to the last podcast, episode number 16. Check it out. And I, th- I think I think just to give, give some sort of follow-up or closure even to what you and I were talking about, David, after the podcast, um, you know, it, it's it's not just a big topic. Uh, it, it's it's I think it, it's a struggle, you know, for for guys like us who, um, you know, maybe maybe have there's there's traditional things at our church and there's expectations and uh, you know it it I think. I think it can end up being a really big topic, and, and like I like I shared with you, you know my my fear is, uh, do do I just do choir because, uh, because it's the expected thing to do, or, or is there a reason? Is there a purpose? Is it part of my vision? Is it part of the statement of the church? Is it really going to help, uh, you know, win, um, and glorify God and draw people into a community of believers and. Um, I, and I suppose it can do all that, but but I, I wrestle with that. I struggle mm-hmm. with that. So, yeah, keep we're going to keep wrestling with it. Yes, we will. Keep talking to us about it. Send us your comments at worshipministrycatalyst.com. Get on the worshipministrycatalyst.ning.com social Ning. network and uh, give us your feedback about that. You, but uh, I like that word. We, we admittedly are not the end-all, know-all of anything worship. That's yeah. exactly why we're doing this podcast. Especially with choir. <laughs> so, <laughs> especially with choir, we need, we need your understanding. We no, need your wisdom. You know, D- David probably actually has a lot more 
background and, and wisdom and knowledge in that area than I think a lot of people. I mean, you, 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 well, when, you're, and, when you're at Westland, I mean, they had a, a phenomenal choir. Yeah. But, you know, and, and that could actually go against my good evaluation. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, we don't want, you know, if you're out there listening and you're just a choir person and you're going to fight choir till you die and you know you're not going to give up until you have a choir at your church then we don't want to hear from you <laughs> wow bold statements from david it was bold i'm i'm a bold statement that kind was of guy a bold statement. but you know we we want the we want the stuff that goes a little bit deeper than that we want the reasons yeah. behind yeah. choir not just we want to have a choir because we want to have a choir or we've always had a choir so we need to have a choir those kind of arguments you know don't really help us all that much but and i know that was kind of bold and it's probably not a very good way to attain listeners and stuff like that <laughs> but I'm, I'm just keeping it real I'm yeah. just being me and that's what i like about you you <laughs> you are you david so speaking of you being you so the buckeyes ohio state they're uh they're doing pretty good aren't they aren't they like ranked number seven right now i don't know if they're seven unless they jumped a lot this week I thought I saw something. I was watching. But the, you know what? I'll go check. Here we go. <laughs> because I haven't checked yet. Yeah, because I don't know if the new polls came it's out important. Yet. Yeah, get the new AP polls. You know, I was watching the Seahawks game last night on a, on Sunday Night Football. My gosh, you know I've been a Seahawks fan for a long time. Have you? And they are just playing miserable this year. It's just it's it's hard to watch, and it's it's even more embarrassing because you know last night's football game was i mean it was a national audience it was primetime television sunday night football on nbc and everyone just watched them get spanked you know it was just well was, that doesn't even compare though with my pro football team oh who are you cincinnati Bengals. hey <laughs> good for you uh, we're like zero and seven congratulations right now, to you so. for even admitting that well you know not bad i mean not too far off from the seattle which is one and five now one and five but somewhere along the game, they were showing the uh, the new college standings, and I saw something about the Buckeyes, and it made me think of you, because in case you didn't know this, uh, listeners at home or abroad, David, our dear friend David here, is a huge Buckeyes fan. Huge. Huge. Huh? Huge. Huge. So how how are they? Rankings? <laughs> um... We are nine and one and ten and another, which is better. You know, see, there's actually bias. They're biased against the Buckeyes right now because oh. we lost, you know, two national championships. And yeah, that was rough. And we lost to USC. How did that make you feel as a as a true Buckeyes? Fan? It hurt. Does that hurt really bad? It, to it watch does that? hurt really bad. It's really hard to watch. It's really hard to hear all the commentators always dissing on Ohio yeah. State, and then they don't give them any good, you know, feedback when they're doing well. Like, you know, this last weekend we beat Michigan State, ranked twentieth. 45 to 7. Boom. You know, that's not, that shouldn't be looked at too lightly because, that's huge. yeah, that's we a crushed blowout. a ranked team, right? Yeah. And, and almost no mention of that at all. So it just kind of takes you know, me I, off. I sometimes feel the same way about the Seahawks, you know, uh, three years ago or four years ago, they were in the Super Bowl. And, um, you know, there were a couple really bad calls that I, I felt uh, could have potentially turned the game into our favor. But there's, there's some really bad calls, and of course, every you know, every fan is always going to say, "Oh, well, you know, if that if that one call had gone this way, or if that one play had gone this way," and I understand it's more than just one call, but still, yeah. See, you know, that's that's what happened in the USC Ohio State game. Every time Ohio State got into the red zone, 
flags started flying on every flags. play against the Buckeyes, holding offsides. Every, you know, pretty much every conceivable penalty they could throw happened. You know, magically, you know, <laughs> magically, the Buckeyes seemed to melt down every time they got into inside the twenty right. in the red zone. And yeah, there may have been a couple mistakes. It wasn't nearly. There's no way it was as bad as the refs were calling it. So Stupid and Pac-10 refs have kind of a really bad rep for screwing they, up big games. They do. What's so the deal? so anyway, there's just a lot of stuff there about. Yeah, but you know what you said as far as not getting the the respect, you know, of of uh, sports writers and commentators. Yeah, you know, same way with Seattle. Obviously, this year they're miserable, and it's been really hard watching them. But years prior, they won the NFC West division title like five straight years in a row and 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 usually the only comment i ever hear is oh it's because the nfc west is a really weak league you know that's a really weak division uh you know they have bad teams in nfc west and that's the only reason why seattle you know has gotten the division title and it's just like come on just give them a little bit of credit they made it to the super bowl they've been the division you know uh the, the division leaders five years i mean this year there's probably no hope but that's okay. It's a rebuilding year. Yeah. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. And it doesn't help that Seattle Seahawks are the only pro football team in the entire Pacific Northwest. Yeah. So, you know, everyone kind of everyone always kind of forgets about us up here, you mm-hmm. know. And they're like, "Oh yeah, and then that one that one team, you know, in that one area of the world that gets lots of rain and has lots of trees." Um gosh, we're so much more about rain and trees there's so much more to us well it's not even it's not even just you know the pacific northwest it's a lot of the west and mountain mm. i mean you know idaho doesn't have a team i guess they're still considered northwest montana doesn't have a team nope. wyoming doesn't have a team colorado uh, does but i mean uh, i think that's the only team in this this entire region you got the denver broncos mm-hmm. Aside from that, I mean, what else is there? Yeah. Right? Not much. North Dakota, South Dakota, nothing. Nothing. (laughs) So, so, yeah, anyway. So give the Seahawks respect. Give the Buckeyes respect. There it is. If you're an AP poll voter. (laughs) First of all, if you're an AP poll, yeah, if you're an AP poll, uh, um, you know, I'd be really surprised if you're actually listening to our podcast. Yeah, if you if you are, send me an email because yeah, I want please. to talk to you. We, <laughs> we have some words we want to discuss. Yeah, um, but but wouldn't that be cool if somehow you know in in a uh, an AP poll voter stumbled upon our podcast and is listening to us right now? I mean, wouldn't that just blow your mind? It would blow my mind. Yeah, it would blow my mind if anybody that was you know not like us. <laughs> listen to the podcast you know yeah. what i mean no it, it, it yeah it's true because you you know unless you're in worship ministry i guess you don't really have much of a reason yeah i mean you know just getting outside of worship or me i guess you know maybe musicians, musicians. might but you know i don't know anyway so hey we should talk we about digress. worship. <laughs> yeah we should talk about worship ministry since this is a worship ministry podcast yeah um and this afternoon slash morning slash evening slash whenever you happen to be listening to this we are going to talk about uh a very touchy subject that i think is affecting a lot of people a lot of areas not just not just us not just churches we're talking about the economy we're talking about money crisis and we're talking about how it has affected churches 
uh, both locally, nationally, perhaps even globally. I don't know. That might be too broad. But, I mean, let's talk about it. We, you know, I think I think anyone who is in, in the church right now or who is in church leadership is feeling the pinch of this, uh, this crumbling economy. Um, people stop, people stop giving to, you know, churches and nonprofit organizations, or let me back it up. I think when, when times are tough, when money is tight, the first people or the first, uh, groups that normally suffer are the nonprofit organizations, churches, people kind of feel, oh, well, well, I, I need that, you know, I need that extra 10% to pay bills this month. Right. So, yeah, what, you know, choosing, you know, if you have to choose between food and giving your money to the church. Right. It's going to, it's going to be food. It's always going to be food. Yeah. Even for the most spiritual of, of people, it's going to be food. You know what I mean? Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe, maybe Martin Luther wouldn't, he would just trust God would give him food or something In like faith, that. In faith, sola um, scriptura. But this you know, this is a global thing. This, yeah. It's not oh, even yeah. just an American thing. You know, we have we actually have some international listeners. We had someone from Australia. No way. Send us a comment and gently reminding us. And I really appreciate you know say, saying remember that you have international listeners That's when great. you're talking about some of this. Don't just assume that we know what you're talking about when you're talking about some geographical things. You know, oh, American sorry. things. So yeah, so Pacific Northwest to, includes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it includes Washington State, Oregon State. Parts of Idaho, I guess Alaska is considered Northwest as well. Is it? Uh, I think so. At least it is within our uh, uh, region for the uh, the conservative Baptist, okay. Northwest conservative Baptist. But you know, so but you know, America's economy is struggling right now, yes. and that's affecting a lot of the world economy. And you know, we've heard in the news here in America anyway a lot lately about some of the banks and other countries having to step it up in different ways and figuring out ways to solve their problem because of our economy. Ouch! Which hurts, doesn't it? It does hurt. Ouch. You're welcome. You're welcome, world listeners. You're welcome. <laughs> wow, that was very pointed. That's great. yeah, yeah. So anyway, but. You know, uh, it's something you guys, you know, we were talking, you felt it at your church. We're, we're definitely feeling it big yeah, time here. Yeah. Um, you know, you were talking about nonprofit organizations. There's a big evangelistic nonprofit organization over in Portland that just did a big city fest. I'm not going to mention the actual name just in case, you know, I'm not supposed to or something like that. But they had to let go of like 20% of their staff because of like a loss of funding. Wow, I didn't I didn't realize that. And, and you know, you're talking about Multnomah struggling yeah, because Multnomah they're College. not getting their donations and yeah, their, their donor pool is drying up. So we're talking about money. Um, you know, I know here we had to freeze all, spe- all all unnecessary spending, which, you know, so basically hack everything out, the, the John McCain approach, get out the hatchet and <laughs> hack it all off. Hatchet. And and just just keep what is absolutely necessary to keep your ministry running for the rest of the year until we get out, hopefully build out of this a little bit and, right. and gain so, some ground. So the question, the question being, what, what do, uh, what do churches, what do church leadership, what do perhaps specifically worship ministry, how, you know, how do you operate and function on, on a, a dime budget, you know, so to speak? Well, you know, for us, it's just been, you know we're fortunate because we've got we've got this new building. Yeah, it's, it's nice. It's causing us problems financially, but it's <laughs> but, but it's, it's but it's a blessing it, yeah, at the same nice. time. You know we've yeah. got the stuff here that that can really help us do ministry. So we're not really hurting for any of that kind of stuff. So we're really blessed in that area. 
but it's just it's you know maintenance stuff on any any sound equipment or music equipment that's that's had to go for now right where i'm using the keyboard because we we're not going to be able to afford to have the piano tuned for a while nice. you know and you know just i think you just have to really you know you, the most important thing you know especially if you're a paid staff person <laughs> the most important thing is that you have a job you yeah. know what i mean yeah. i think i think all of us would rather have our job and be forced to do ministry with no money totally than to cut our than to keep our ministry budgets going well, and to not have not get paid right well <laughs> or get cut in our pay or something you know funny you mention it because i actually um i actually know of a church that they're they're looking at letting go two of their other positions because they they just can't afford it you know mm-hmm. they they literally cannot afford to keep eight people on staff uh for the church size that they are um and the the reality of the the money that is is coming or not coming in and they're looking at all right they're having to ask themselves okay what are the two least important positions in our church and that's a hard that's very hard that's a hard yeah. question to ask i mean how do you how do you do that you know you say okay um, you know, okay, senior pastor is important and, you know, but pastor- one, but you know, you know, for me, one step away from that becomes impossible to decide, which is the next one to go. Ouch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. because that's just, it's, you know, then you're just, uh, you know, it's apples and oranges pretty much. It's, uh, it's like, you know, how do you compare youth ministry to worship ministry? Right. Totally. How do you compare uh worship ministry to small group ministry? Right, you know, and, and how and how do you start putting value on what's right. important and what's not? And and that's what's hard. This church is saying, you know, we don't want to do this, but we're we feel like we have no other choice. So what what are some choices that you can do? Um, how you know uh, what we want to talk about today is how can you operate a worship ministry or a church ministry on uh, minimal funding? You know, one of the things that we've done, excuse me, that we've done at our church is uh you know just really simple things like cutting back on paper we stopped doing printed bulletins um we we don't really make a whole lot of copies anymore uh you know they they used to make copies and music packets every single week for the um you know for the uh the the binders for that week now we just we just save we just save all the paper so that that way we have a file and we can just keep using the same charts over and over again as opposed to reprinting them. You Which know, is actually a better idea anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I because mean, someone writes notes on, you know, arrangement kind of notes. Yeah, and it's you there got, again. You got the note. Yeah. Right. And, but, and obviously it doesn't, you know, it doesn't save a ton of money. But, you know, you, you look for little ways to, to cut back on costs, you know, things that you can do. Like you said, uh, playing the keyboard instead of piano because... You, you know, you don't have the $125 to tune the piano, um, which, by the way, I didn't tell you this. I broke a string on the piano. Are you serious? Yeah, on, during the Sunday morning service, we were playing the song um, Awesome is the Lord, Chris mm-hmm. Tomlin. And, and you I played was, that this last Sunday? Yeah, uh, two Sundays oh, ago. Oh, we did that this last Sunday. Yeah, and and I was I was just hammering away on this song. I mean, and I was I was just really getting into it, and uh, and I hit... I hit uh, uh, this big A chord, and I heard this. I heard this pop, and I'm like, "What was that?" I didn't think much of it. Come to find out after the service, 
uh, this gal sitting in the second row, she's like, this string, you know, hit me and almost took my eye out. Like it literally oh, no. flew, it flew out the back end of the piano uh, and went and went 15 feet across across the stage into the second row. It, it jabbed her right in the rib. You know, it was only a foot and a half away from her eye. Wow. I'm like, that could have been really, that's a, well, la- that's a lawsuit. Barring injury. Yes. That is an awesome accomplishment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To break a piano string. Yeah. Right? I mean, you hear, you know, guitars break strings all the time. How often do piano players break a string on the piano? Not. I mean, I'm sure not. there are a couple of people out there who just pound so hard consistently that they, that they eventually break a string. But right. I mean, congratulations. Hey, thank you. Hats thank off you. to you. Yeah, I think I I've mean, got a key on my keyboard that's sticking. Cool. <laughs> Does that so, count? <laughs> well, that's pretty close, except not really. Except not no. not at all. Not at all. I, I wonder if it would be more feasible to break a hammer than a string. Like, I mean, obviously yeah. you broke a string, but you know, if you like, like, like the hammer on the piano. Yeah, I don't know. Well, because you would think so, because you know the they're just these tiny little wooden dowels that hold mm-hmm. the the hammer to the actual key. Um, I don't know. All I know is it costs like $180 to repair. Ouch. Yeah, which, you know, <laughs> that that is not how you Yeah, that's that not, not a way to save money, money on a <laughs> on a tight budget. So But if you do have piano string breaking stories, please tell us. I would love to hear more yeah, of those. Yeah, that's pretty that's pretty cool. That's pretty phenomenal. It was a it was a first for me. Yeah. I have never broken. That makes me want to get out the piano to see if I just can do it now. Just to see if you can break it. <laughs> <laughs> just start just really just hitting that thing. Just, I'll just hit the play. same note 4,000 times yes. every weekend and Very, see if I can actually it break it. Hard as you can is yeah. just just <laughs> nail it and then see and then see if it breaks and then share your story. And so. then have people coming up. What's with that <laughs> note you're playing all the time? We, I mean, it's not even in the right key half yeah. the time. <laughs> I choose point. like a, like an A flat. <laughs> That's <laughs> like my note. Way, I'm going to break. It's like way off anything. <laughs> we hear you playing this key. It just doesn't fit. It doesn't <laughs> seem to work. <laughs> oh, anyway, but getting back to money. Um, it hurts. I mean, yeah. it, it really hurt. It really uh, hurts that you know. Just even just being able to think about some of the things, especially creative things. You know, if, if for churches that are trying to do creative things with sermon series. You know, we're 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 trying to do here creative things with sermon series. If we don't have money to buy different, you know, building supplies and art supplies and craft supplies and things that you need to do or, you know, being just even being able to print large photographs, which isn't a super expensive thing. Hmm. But if we don't have the money there, just really, it really takes the hatchet to what you're able to do Ugh. creatively. One of the things, though, that I have found um, is that there are people you know they're already they they're continuing to give their money they're continuing to give tithe they there are people that might exist in your worship ministry that you wouldn't want to do this for a long period of time and you'd want to seek the advice of your senior pastor in pursuing something like this but they may be able to help you in a, like a a one time really mm. narrow kind of a project uh, you know, so for example, like, like funding for a specific yeah, funding project. funding for a specific project. Got it. You might be able to say, "Hey, we need six um, sixteen by twenty-four prints, and here are the images. Is there any way you'd be able to print one of these for us?" Yeah. And you know, just say, you know, ask, you know, maybe would you be able to give two dollars so we could get this printed? Well, and the reality you is, know, the reality is. There are there are people 
in our churches every single day who have who have passion and who have skills and who have talents uh, for these kind of things, and they they just never been asked. I mean, they're just waiting to be asked. Right. You know, uh, great example. We we had a guy in our church. He's this amazing carpenter. Builds these cabinets, and, and, and we had we had no idea until we were we were working on our new building, our fellowship hall, and we were tossing around the idea of having these ministry kiosks where each you know each ministry would get a kiosk, and you know we were gonna spend like a couple thousand dollars to you know, get these kind of, you know, fake looking kiosks that would get the job done. And, uh, and I, I don't know how it came about. Someone talked to him. Oh, I think it was, uh, the architect who, who happened to know him cause they were in a Bible study to get together. And she said, well, Larry, you know, I, I know that you have built things before. Is this anything you'd be in? He's like, Oh, I'd love to. Yeah. And, and he, he did it and they look beautiful. And there are people in your church, in my church, in our churches who, who have that passion and want to see it succeed. They want to see creative things succeed. They want to see photographs be printed and they, they want to see that happen so that the church can, uh, can thrive, you know? Yeah. And, and there are even people I've heard Bill Hybels talk about this, and this get you know it's again a senior pastor issue, but but there are people who have money, and they're just waiting to be asked to give their money, and you know Bill Hybels has lots of stories about asking people and them and them coming right back and saying, thank you so much for asking, wow. thanks so much for thinking of me that I might have money, and and you know that that in and of itself is a really honorable thing. Thanks for asking me to give to something like this and participate in your ministry by giving money. That's you know, cool. and 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 there are probably people in all of our ministries that have money, of course, and, and they might be willing to give yeah, a couple the, extra bucks. The, the challenge though is making sure to you know ask the right people. Right. You, you don't you don't want to just go around uh, you know with a little uh, little hat. You know exactly. Hey, <laughs> you you want to give to a good cause. You know what? One uh, one great story I remember um, hearing at, at a church in this area. They, um, you know, the the senior pastor, like he really felt called to do this giant Easter program. You know, they they were gonna rent out the rose garden. Um, you know, have six, seven, eight swimming pools so that they could do baptisms on the spot. And and he, you know, he really felt called to um, to do this for Easter. <clears throat> Um, and you know, free parking in, in the Rose Garden parking garage. I mean, you know, we're talking we're talking like three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars right. to rent the facility, yeah. the garage, the the whole nine yards. And he felt so convinced of this that what he actually did is he actually in the church service, he would not let the people go until they donated enough money for it. You know, he he said he said, I know that this, I know that this is where God's leading us. I know this is going to be a huge opportunity. I know that God's going to use us. And I know that you all want to be a part of this. You just don't know it yet. So we are going to stay here until, until we collect $400,000. Hmm. Um, and they did it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how. <laughs> I'm pleading the fifth there, man. Okay. I can't, I can't say anything. <laughs> There's absolutely nothing I can say about that because I know I know what you're talking about, yeah. and uh, I just can't go there. Wow, it would not be a building up in the church. Well, it would then, not be uplifting in any yeah. way. Yeah, and so yeah, I, I'm not sure if I necessarily agree with the the uh, uh, um, the 
tactic. The tactic, yeah, the way of doing it. But the point is, you know, that this pastor was convinced and he felt really, really called that, you know, this is this is where God's leading us. And as a church, we're going to support this. And I know that there's people here who who support this. And, and we're not going anywhere until until we uh, until we do it, until we get it done. You know, the, the key for me right now is to not uh, to not let money be a hindrance in any way to worship ministry. Hmm. And so, you know, just because we can't pay to do certain things doesn't mean worship ministry has to stop altogether. Yeah. Um, you know, you can you can keep doing worship ministry every week without spending a penny more than you're already spending. There are ways to do everything that we're that we're doing without spending any money. Um, uh, but you know, so for me right now, I've decided to focus on some behind the scenes, foundation building kind of things that are actually, I think, going to pay off in the long run. Where you know, they might bring in more people, which will bring in more money, things like that. They might bring in, hopefully they'll bring in, they'll raise the level of what we're doing as a worship ministry. And that will hopefully in, in turn bring more people into the worship ministry yeah. that will hopefully, you know, raise the, raising the quality, hopefully attract more people to God here at Gateway. And, totally. and so, so I think, you know, I think there are lots of foundational things. It, the, I think the important thing is just to not, not get hung up on the money thing. It's just, it's just a trip. It's right. just a stumbling block right. you know get over it find somewhere else you can devote your energy to you have energy even though you may not be getting paid extra for it you have energy to devote to things that you can do for free you know and the cool thing is that when you think about it historically i mean the idea of, of a paid pastor let alone a paid worship pastor right. i mean 40 50 60 years ago completely foreign concept and somehow churches did it you know every single week churches survived and thrived on on a zero dollar budget, right. you know, of worship ministry, and I think we we as worship leaders and we as people in worship ministry need to be able to be content with with having a ministry that perhaps um, doesn't always uh, have the the resources available. And this is a great this is a great opportunity during this economic crisis. What a great chance to be able to say. All right, God. What can we do with this ministry that that you know is gonna is gonna be awesome and excellent and inspiring and that's gonna give all glory to you and that doesn't cost any money, you know. So finding yeah. those finding those low costs or those zero dollar budget ideas for your worship ministry. And I'll make it, you know we should come up like with a bold statement siren or something, you know. So when <laughs> one's coming, we can throw it in there. But but I'll go as far as to say it, it almost it borders on. Uh, hypocrisy for the for church staff members to um, to not even to not just be upset about not having money, but to keep spending money hmm. when you know probably ninety percent of the people in our church are financially struggling, Ouch. and they're sacrificing to keep the church afloat. And then hmm. if we in turn don't respond with integrity and say, yeah, we recognize this is a hard time for everybody. We're going to do everything that we can to cut spending in the church so that we are, so that we're able to, to stay afloat and everything and keep ministry going. 
you know, I, I think if we don't, if that's not, if that's not a give and take kind of a thing, then I think that borders on hypocrisy. And, and it's about being good stewards. Yeah. You know, it's about being good stewards of the resources and the and the money and even the time that's invested in our church. And it's like you said, David, if if we if we are really going to accept that call as a church to you know to honor the Lord, um, you know, when ninety percent of the people or you know whatever the number is. People in our church are hurting. They are struggling. They are wondering, you know, how am I gonna how am I gonna make ends meet? How am I gonna pay for food? Um, and praise God that there's still a lot of people who are faithful yeah. to to the call of, of the church and realizing that their money is not their own. You know, something that Melanie and myself, my wife, you know, we decided when we first got married, no matter where we were at financially, we would always tie ten percent. God always provided, but that does not give the church an excuse, like you said, to to just you know, keep spending money as if nothing's happening. Right. So it's, it, yeah, it, it is a bold statement, but I think, I think it's a point well taken, David. Well, we're out of time. Are we? Yeah, 36 minutes. Wow, gosh, that went so, fast. Got to wrap it up. WorshipMinistryCatalyst.com. Okay. Go comment on this post. Email David or Kevin at WorshipMinistryCatalyst.com. David at Worship Ministry Catalyst, Kevin at Worship Ministry Catalyst. Yes. Go check out the social network, worshipministrycatalyst.ning.com. And we are out of here. We'll see you next time. Bye.